Wikipedia.org is a massive site with over 5,275,000 articles in English alone. Whoa, that's a lot. Many people can tell you the accuracy of this knowledge, but Ben Graw, this is the Ben voice, and Garth Remington, this is the Garth voice, are not even smart enough to determine what is true and what is not. Yeah, they're kind of dumb. If knowledge starts conversation, then they will review Wikipedia pages for their entertainment value and find which pages are boring. That's boring. Leave me alone. You're such a loser. And which are interesting. That's so interesting. Wanna have sex? They're doing one page at a time and they're not stopping till they've done every single one. They're going to do all of them? This is the Wiki Review. She thought that you'd just come home from recording the podcast and wanted some lovin'. Did he stop the new Hitler from being killed? Maybe that needs to happen. We need a purge. It's just like there's so much good things on there and these guys are talking about vanilla ice. Seriously? <laughs> Again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have talked about him a lot. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And we're about to do what is going to be the first episode of Wiki Review, and that's the Wikipedia page for time travel. Marty, get in the DeLorean! Doc, I gotta go back! Back in time. No, future! Future! If you've ever driven a DeLorean, that's what it's like. <laughs> that wasn't even a sound effect. That was just like a little sketch. It ended with a sound effect. That counts. <laughs> that's because if you just made the car sound, people would have been like, what? It's the DeLorean. It's the DeLorean, right? Because it's just a shitty car. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't sound like it got up to 88 miles per hour, though. It yeah. sounded like it was kind of stuttering. One thing that they always point out is he used the DeLorean because its max speed was that. And like, have you ever tried to make a car go its max speed? Yeah. Yeah, it takes longer than what AC gave. And it just takes one piston and not be lining up or something something. I think he should have smashed into that wall and died. <laughs> and that's how time travel would have ended. <laughs> and that's why you wouldn't get a trilogy. The DeLorean is one of the best movie time travel devices though. It's the most satirical, isn't it? Well, what other time machines are there? There was an older movie. Called where, The Time Machine, yeah. Yeah, where it was like a thing he sat in. It kind of looked like an exercise bike. Yeah, with a little like wheel gyroscope thing at the back. Because hypnotism and time travel seem to go hand in hand for some reason. Went to the future where there was the Marlocks or something like that. Two species of people, one who just looked normal and lived on the surface and one who lived underground who ate people. Ah, chuds. <laughs> Another time travel device is Superman. If he goes around the earth the right way yep. or the other way. Left way or the right way, I'm not sure which way. Which, does that work out? Is that physically possible? That makes no sense whatsoever. Before people had gone into uh, the idea of, well, if you move at the speed of light, I don't know, it's stupid. It's Superman, he can do whatever he wants. Technically it would just destroy the polar magnetism hmm. and he'd probably end life on earth by doing that. Well then I would think 
think technically if that was true, if which way you went around the earth mattered, then if you flew one way around the earth, it would take longer than if you flew the other way around the earth. Wouldn't that affect the time then? If you want to get to the other side of the earth. Oh, because the earth is rotating too. Yeah. So if you go either the way it's rotating or the way it's not rotating, it could be like a difference in time and how long it takes you, even though it's the same distance. That's true. Relative to, but that's time zones. So technically your time's the same. We're going to go through all this in time travel today. Guys, yeah. <laughs> it's your time versus everyone else's time. I'm actually going to admit, I don't really understand the Superman thing. I thought he went around the world so fast that it spun the earth faster. So that made us all travel through time. Was he the only one traveling through time? Yeah, he was the only one traveling through time or he sent the earth back. I don't know. <laughs> Look, whatever, he's in a wheelchair now. It's not really the greatest moment in cinema history. <laughs> Doesn't make it in the top 10, that's for sure. Also, there's a uh, Star Trek. They went back in time by going around the sun. See how much we've progressed in life? They went around the sun at the speed of light and that meant they got to go back in time. But I thought going at the speed of light makes you move forward in time. Not if you do it backwards. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I've noticed a lot of the older time travels relies on going fast. It means that you're moving at a speed so that you... No, you do move forward. This is going to make my eyes cross the whole time. It means that you are traveling at... Your time's normal, but everyone else's slows down, so you are going in the future. None of that counts for going back in time. Well, you got wormholes. The, that's a more simpler one. That's literally like a doorway to back in time. Which, that's where we're at now. Like, I'll just go through this black hole and... You should go back in time. You'll go somewhere. Or not. Did you ever watch the show Goodnight Sweetheart? No, no, and I didn't. A BBC one, English. Then I definitely didn't. It's about this dude. It's set in the 90s, and this guy finds out the back of a store. If he walks into this gate, it sends him back in time to World War II. Out of all the places you could go, that's not a good one. Why couldn't it be like, you know, like the 60s or, I don't know, disco era? Couldn't I end it up in Studio 52? Now, World War II actually works out really well for him because he finds that the little coupons that you need to get, like, the food rations, really easy to forge when you've got, like, colour printers and shit like that. <laughs> Same with the money. He was rolling fat in <clears throat> food stamps. So he's all rich. He can get anything he wants. And he tells everybody that he's a spy for the British Secret Service. So he's, like, the first James Bond. And anytime he's questioned on this, he can actually, like, outlay a bunch of sensitive information that he's not meant to know. <laughs> because everyone knows it now. Because he read it in a history book. That's genius. <laughs> He'd be rolling deep in World War II ankle, man. Because there was a part where he gets questioned and he says, like, if I wasn't part of the Secret Service, then how would I know that right now we're setting up troops here, here, and here to do this? And they're like, shit, nobody knows that. <laughs> <laughs> he must be. <laughs> he's our secretist agent. So he lives that double life. And it's kind of a weird show about bigamy because he has a wife back in World War II. Oh, and he has a wife in the 90s. And it goes through like six seasons and somehow managed to pull this off. Okay, you've got a wife. If you spend less than 12 hours in a place that she knows where you are, doesn't that cause... Because I've seen shows about this before where people have secret other families. How do you put that together and manage to sleep? Yeah, okay, I work at nights, honey. So what, you instead of working and sleeping, you spend half the day or one day there and then you spend one day... It's like fly and fly out, guys. Like what, you've got this other family... I don't think I... First off, I wouldn't want to. That sounds like he made the same mistake twice. Mm. Well, his first wife in the 90s is like this businesswoman who's always going on, like going away for business and stuff like that. And that's how he gets away with it. Like she's always busy, like very work orientated. She probably has a secret other family too. Yeah, probably. <laughs> that's how it started. But the other girl who he ends up hooking up with is this <laughs> traditional 19... Uh, Mid, this yeah. The 50s where she's yeah, a housewife. And that, just yeah, wants to have kids and take care of the house and stuff like that. And the thing sort of leans towards like she's the best one. Oh, 
Because <laughs> it was the 90s with the yeah. gender equality. It was a big point. Although, if you have to have a secret second family, 1950s housewife, perfect mm. to pull off. Because they don't even expect you to be there. Just rock up, pay the bills, sleep with them, and like beat one of the kids, and then you're good to go. And yeah. also, like that's World War Two, which I should be saying 40s, not 50s. <laughs> Whatever, it's the same thing. They didn't get to progress because guys were busy dying. I mean, <laughs> everyone was going off to war. And if he said, did she know he was a spy? Did he tell her he's a spy? Yeah, he said to her. That was the story he was telling everyone. He told a lot of people he was a spy considering he was meant to be a spy. Yeah, I was going to say, rule number one of being a spy, don't let that get out. And on the side, he was a songwriter as well. Which, when you find out you can travel time, maybe give the songwriting up. Like, this is way more interesting and has a higher probability of success. Oh, no, the way it worked is in the 90s, he knew how to play some cover songs. Ah. In World War Two, he was a songwriter. To celebrate the end of World War Two, when, like, they beat Hitler, he wrote a song called We Are The Champions. And so there's a scene where they're all in the pub, a bunch of people from, like, just after World War Two, singing <laughs> We Are The Champions. Champions. <laughs> it's just like when Marty McFly went back in time, did that song so his parents would hook up. That's almost like an essential in time travel. If you go back in time, you've got to take credit for Ace great song. That's right. Well, they did it on American Dad, where Roger the Alien had a cassette tape of 70s songs. And so he went back in time to the 70s and released all the greatest hits. And he still didn't see that disco would die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, I would probably screw it up if I traveled back to like the 80s. I would probably sing a song and go, I wrote this song. And they're like, that came out in the 70s, dude. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. Oh, screw it up. Wait, 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 wait. I can do this. I can do this. You guys have heard Staying Alive? <laughs> <laughs> the other one was Hot Tub Time Machine. Yes, he did. Let's get it started in here. Oh, no, he did uh, Motley Crue. Oh, they did that as well. They oh. had the black. What's that actor's name? He's really good. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Robinson or something. Take your panties off guy. Yeah, yeah. He was really cool. He did the that's let's right. get it started in here. He did, that's the- right. And then when they went forward to the future again, the guy who stayed at the time made himself really rich by doing Motley Crue songs, which I just like to point out, like, I don't know how Motley Crue got famous. I don't know how they became a success, but that would be one of the few picks that if I tried to replicate that, I would not be famous. <laughs> something else happened there. Okay, if you write, I don't know, a Elton John song, you do an Elton John song or you do a Journey song, that'll get you something. If you come out and go, I've got this stuff from the future I'm going to use, Motley Crue would not be very high on that list. Who do you think you would rip off though? Like if you went back in time... Oh, easy. Uh, Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister? Yeah. I want to rock! Rock! I want to rock! Mainly because I think I can do the the voice properly. (laughs) It's the only range I have. Because that's the other thing too. You go, this could be one of the greatest songs in history, but you can't sing. What are you doing? Like you're trying to go back in time and do like Frank Sinatra songs. You can't do that. That's the thing. I'm still thinking of mine. You had that really quick. (laughs) Like you had that locked and loaded, ready to go. (laughs) That's true. There are certain things in life you just have to know. I mean, the only thing I can think of because you threw in that thing of not being able to sing (laughs) and I probably couldn't sing any of the songs. So I just figure like rapper. I was going to say that. That's that's a good Maybe Eminem. (laughs) Yeah. I could be Eminem, right? Two trailer park girls go around the outside. And people are like, wow. <laughs> I'll be Slim Shady. I'm the real Slim Shady. Please stand up. I'm like, wow, that's... He rhymes and everything. And because when you think back to like 80s rap, when the rhyme scheme was so simple, Run DMC, you listen to that now, you're like, a child could write that. It's very simple. It's nursery rhyme time. And you think of where rap went to with Eminem was a great example of like a really complicated rhyme scheme, which had a lot of different like ebbs and flows in it. That would change the history. So Run DMC never existed. 
Like, you'd be there like, it's Trigger Doom Rock and Rhyme. Like, well, that's really crap, man. Did you hear what, what Ben, MC Ben did? <laughs> You're way behind. You're like a child compared to him. That would be really hard explaining some of the songs to my mother. <laughs> I'm just like, well... <laughs> Because he's really hard on his mother. He really is. And my mother would be listening to like the shit going like, I didn't do any of this crap. <laughs> what is, who's Kim? <laughs> Why does he want to kill her so much? Wow. Why didn't you tell me you had a child? <laughs> People would be talking to me just going like, Ben, you have all these issues. I'm like, oh, no, no, I'm just ripping off Eminem. How did you get Vicodin? I didn't know you had a pill problem. What's going on there? But also with Eminem, you know you've got a shelf life with it. Because after you've released the Ben and Ben show... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was pretty good. After that, you know that there's just nothing. Well, I probably wouldn't do Encore. Yeah. I would just leave that album out. But the recent ones he's done seem to be doing well. I mean, I don't listen to him much these days. Not like I did in high school. It's like, well, yeah, he's there and I respect that, but I'm not actually going to listen to it. Eminem's kind of like Star Wars. You have the three that were around when you were a kid and the rest just sort of like, you're aware of them and they're okay, <laughs> but they're not yours. Oh my God. Natalie Portman was on Saturday Night Live recently and they did like this rap where she's like this hardcore because that's what she did last time she was on it. And they're talking about, like, the new Star Wars movies. You know, what do you think of them? What do you mean? Well, you've got to admit they're better than the... Better than what? (laughs) (laughs) Take that. Straight from Princess Amidala. (laughs) Queen, sorry. I don't know. They all have their place. And that's true. Like, the ones when we grew up, they were... Because that that were our ones. See, I didn't even mind Phantom Menace, the first one, because I was, like, 13 when it came out. So I was in the perfect age range to get into it. The other two, I was just getting in that age where I was a little too old to be... (laughs) obsessed with it in between movies you outgrew them (laughs) but i do remember sitting with the start of episode one coming up being a kid going like i can't believe i get to see a new star wars movie (laughs) now thinking that these days it's like you'll always get to see a new star wars movie there's gonna be a hundred now it's like james bond it just will not die (laughs) it's just gonna keep coming back they're just gonna keep churning them yeah everything will be star wars and comic book movies in a few years there's gonna be a time when kids are like did you know there was a time when there weren't Star Wars movies. Up until like the 60s, there was no Star Wars. Could you imagine that would be like? And then there was a period from like the 70s through to like the 90s where there were no Star Wars movies. Can you imagine when there wasn't one every year coming out? (laughs) Wow. I don't know if I could fathom. It's like trying to figure out what life was like before mobile phones. I'll fucking tell you what life was like before (laughs) mobile phones, you little bitch. That's the thing. Phones and internet, I have no idea how I can survive without, even though I know I did for many years. (laughs) What did we used to do? I know. How did I ever catch up with my friends yet you had to call their mum's house or know where they were how did anyone do anything all right so what interesting is on this page and that's enough time travel yeah. <laughs> through music and movies yeah sometimes we forget that we're reviewing wikipedia and just talk about star wars and shit we do talk about star wars way more than i've ever actually watched it <laughs> i've got to admit that all right so let's start with the best title history of time travel concepts so the history of time travel i love everything about that sentence <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the history of time travel would be very... Non-linear? Yeah. <laughs> Invented in 2500 and first used in 1968. <laughs> and I love... The concept that I think of is, if time travel existed, ever, was ever invented, wouldn't we know about it? Yeah, sorry, I just got a bit distracted by this. <laughs> the statue of Rip Van Winkle. Do you know who Rip Van Winkle is? I thought it was Vanilla Ice. <laughs> What, you think that statue is Vanilla Ice? No, that's what confused me. You thought Rip Van Winkle was Vanilla Ice? I thought that was like his real name or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. You made me realize I don't know who what Vanilla Ice's real name is. Well, let's have a look. I don't think it matters. Vanilla Ice, real name. If it's Ice Vanilla, I'm just gonna... 
Robert. Oh, Matthew Van Winkle. Hey, what do you know? Robert Van Winkle. So I knew I had Van Winkle somewhere. That's where it confused me. He's a Van Winkle. Okay. So this is, yeah, Rip Van Winkle and he's Robert Van Winkle. That's, okay. That's a, that's maybe they're related. Yeah. Apt reaction. Maybe, well, because it's about time travel. Maybe Rip Van Winkle is Vanilla Ice. (laughs) He went forward in time and went, I can do rap. I may be from pre Civil War times, but I see this Run DMC and I can have a go at it. Yo, Uh. Vanilla! Kick it one time, boy! <laughs> uh, if he was a time traveller, he would have had more than one good song. Yeah, or maybe he just did it and went, well, I'm going forward in time. Maybe he had more than one good song. It's like we said, he went back in time. Maybe he started the blues. We don't know. Imagine Vanilla Ice starting the blues. Do you reckon on Vanilla Ice's grave, then it would say Rip Van Winkle? Oh, it should. <laughs> <laughs> if he wants to be a little higher of notoriety, yes. Yeah. That'd be the smart way. So say rest in peace, Van Winkle. <laughs> ah! Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> so who is this guy anyway? Okay, so... He was an author? Oh, it's a short story by an American author. Rip Van Winkle was the character. He was in uh, colonial America, and then he fell asleep somewhere in the Catskills mountains which later became famous for Jewish comedians and then he woke up after the civil war and comedy ensued <laughs> what was it um Encino Man where they unfroze a caveman and it's like oh how can you survive in this world and imagine being like I don't know you're in this actually we get to see examples of this all the time people who grew up in the 60s now have to deal with like PC that's exactly the same thing no you can't say fag anymore but he is right like he's gay <laughs> like woman make me a sandwich what no you can't do that but I want sandwich what i don't get what's happening here if you want to time travel or see someone who went forward in time just go talk to your grandfather <laughs> that's where it's at yeah like austin powers exactly groovy um, baby but that's not really time travel except for the second and third movie that was time travel well that's because yeah they're not traveling time they just put asleep and then reanimated which is the most bare basic <laughs> way of traveling time it's would like- you sign up for that if let's say they say look <clears throat> we can freeze you and wake you up year 3000 futurama style futurama style i don't see any advantage in that for me i'm already having trouble keeping up with today like people are like you know talking about Instagram I don't really know what Instagram is like imagine Instagram in 3000 I would spend the whole time just confused if I went back in time that's an obvious advantage if I go forward in time I'm behind by like a millennium now I think if you went back in time 10 years it would still be too technologically advanced for you for me specifically yes You'd be like what is this crazy sci-fi stuff like dude you're the one from the future <laughs> <laughs> I don't get how any of this works <laughs> oh, that's right. I, I never did. <laughs> like, how does my iPhone work? Like, dude, for us, this was invented yesterday. You had a good 10 year head start on us. <laughs> Absolutely true. No, I go back to the 80s and be blown away by pages. <laughs> Whoa, so you're telling me it beeps when someone calls you? Yeah, yeah, then you gotta go find a payphone to call them back. Whoa, how do you even figure that out? You guys have payphones? That's so advanced. <laughs> Where I'm from in the future, we had to carry our own phone or you weren't able to communicate with anyone. And I mean, not even face to face. It made no sense when you talk to people. You had to emoji it. So I can watch any movie I want on one of these video tapes. (laughs) (laughs) How do you get the people to talk on the tape? That's crazy. We had like little people that were inside discs. (laughs) You ever seen Star Wars? You know, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, it was like that. Got a CD. I can fit 20 songs on it. Whoa, that's so many songs. And you see this thing. It's a portable player of CDs. I thought that was a pizza box. All right. That's what's happening. That's actually kind of a weird thing that how blase people are these days of like, you'd have CDs when you were younger. Now you have a little device. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean when you're younger? Yeah. That's <laughs> well, you all... still do. I do. I Everything I listen to is on a CD. But you've 
got like a standard iPhone or something like that or any sort of smartphone. On it, it can fit every single song you've ever heard of and are going to hear of. So as far as you're concerned, that can fit every single song in the world on it. As far as, yeah, <laughs> in your world, it's covered. Every time you need a song, that's where it can belong. Yeah, and it's just weird that we've got this technology now and people are like, yeah, that's cool. It's like, that's every single song. <laughs> you've got that problem sorted now. And even the thing that if I don't want to download it, I can jump on like YouTube or Spotify and find any song I want. So it's like, now I can listen to any song at any point in my life. As long as I know it exists and I even have things that will help me find things that I kind of might like. Because I used to carry around a Discman and a bag full of CDs. And walk very carefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had to have the anti-shock CD players. Do you yes, remember them? I do. That was like total innovation. It's like I can walk and listen to music. <laughs> it's a whole new world now. Like for a very long time, if you wanted to listen to music because of records and CDs, you had to sit kind of really still. You had to figure it out so that if you're going to dance to music there had to be a separate a very specific platform for the record player to be on you had to have all this anti-shock technology now kids just walk around jumping around got an iPod doesn't make a difference well all the ads used to be like people dancing and jumping on things with the iPod which yeah that's a big shift in technology for us I guess yeah you kids you got it too easy back in my day we could either <laughs> listen or dance we couldn't do both dancing to music what is this new age crap so they have here the it says in Hindu mythology is when time travel first first came out of characters depicted skipping forward in time which is very uh, because they believe in reincarnation so that kind of makes sense because I've always wondered with reincarnation like you die you don't go straight back in do you it's not like you come back and they're like all right these are your options for your next reincarnation because this is who's being born right now got a kid in poverty we got a a king for some reason that's very rare might want to take that one or a goat we feel after grading your last performance a goat (laughs) you're a goat now you probably shouldn't have eaten so much cheese that was your downfall. I don't think of a hypothetical with reincarnation. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, which was if you got a choice to be reincarnated, you give them one of two options. You can either choose anything or anyone you want, but first you've got to put in time as a mosquito. Yep. Otherwise, you're going to be an ostrich. I don't think this has been mentioned on the podcast. It may have, but we have definitely discussed this on yeah. multiple occasions. <laughs> this is, I love the things that get caught in your brain. Yeah, I know. Like, because why an ostrich? Well, I figured not many people would pick ostrich, so they need to sort of shuffle people into ostrich <laughs> yeah, there are a lot of ostriches that need to be filled and no one ever picks ostrich no one ever picks ostrich whereas like everyone wants to be a cool like a movie star rock singer but like no one wants to be mosquito so okay you got to do the time as the mosquito to get that but it's not like ostrich is necessarily bad it's like just do you want to be an ostrich or do you want to go through the bad thing to get the good thing and yeah, the ostrich thing it's not a punishment it's just a numbers thing they just, just <laughs> it's just logistics yeah. <laughs> we're just we got to fill ostrich no one ever picks it we put it on the board everyone just you see the they, they glaze over they don't even read it no one ticks that box well listen if you were going to be reincarnated do you know anyone who would pick ostrich that's not your first pick no ever. a flightless bird nah there's nothing good about that is there? no the high risk of being killed so that someone can use your feathers as fans in some sort of risque place but it's not bad enough that you'd put it as a punishment no exactly it's not like you go this isn't that bad big eggs that's cool all right so if you had to pick which one would you pick Honestly, I'd go the mosquito because I know something good is coming. The ostrich, it's like... Actually, this is a really hard question because maybe I would pick the ostrich just to see what it's like to be an ostrich. Yeah, how long do ostriches live? I don't know. I feel it, I've gone through this as well. Um, <laughs> you feel like you've already looked... You've examined everything about this question, haven't you? I'm not 100% sure we haven't mentioned this on the podcast, so this could be repeating for a lot of people, but fuck <laughs> it, it's a fun subject. Three to four 40 years. years. 
that's all right. And okay, because I know with the mosquito thing, they go, you know, be a mosquito first, and you think, well, mosquitoes don't live long, but their timeline is quicker. No, the three to four years was when it reaches sexual maturity. Oh crap! Forty years. Forty years. So you got to do forty years as an ostrich. Oh god. Yeah, three to four years. Anyone could do that. Yeah, I could do that standing in my head. That's okay. You know. Plus, you didn't even blink at that that an ostrich would live three to four years. Don't you think that a bird that size would be around for longer than that? <laughs> I didn't really think it. Th- I guess that was wishful thinking. Like it'd be cool. Like you know, if I could be an ostrich for a day, like you'd do that, right? Like just to see what it's like. Yeah. But if there's someone said you could be an ostrich, but you have to be an ostrich for forty years. No one wants that. If you were to pick the mosquito, though, what animal do you think would justify it? Or would you just go a rich person? Like a rich, famous, awesome, like talented person, I'd probably go. But everyone goes some sort of bird that can fly like an eagle. I don't know. I reckon flying would get really old because you realize the effort you have to do to fly. Maybe a sloth. I could do sloth pretty good. Sloth's awesome. You get to sleep like 18 hours a day. Yeah, you are literally a sin. See, I would like to put my time in as the mosquito and then see if I can put in to be some ultra rich famous person I would be interested at going into a life where it's like okay so I'm gonna be famous no matter what I can do whatever I want (laughs) I don't even have to try I'm gonna be Paris Hilton (laughs) I'd be Paris Hilton that'd be pretty alright that's Mm. an alright she clearly chose mosquito although you could go the mosquito and they're like alright you can be anything you want ostrich <laughs> My time as a mosquito taught me that flying sucks. <laughs> and I'd like to, you know, look like I could, but you know, I want I want more leg power. The worst thing about being a mosquito is you know when you're like laying in bed and you hear a mosquito buzzing around and you get that Yes. Imagine constantly hearing that your entire life. <laughs> Just that's me. I'm sorry guys, I know I'm annoying. It's like when people hate the sound of their own voice. The worst for me with that mosquito at night, like you're asleep at night, you're going to sleep, then you hear then you turn the lights on and it disappears. Yeah. Then you turn it off. Every time you, you get up until you lose your mind. And I've had this happen to me where, oh my God, there's a mosquito somewhere. And you try to find it and you can see it shadow occasionally. And then eventually it comes right in front of you. And you reach out and you grab at it or you slap at it. And then oh, I've had this where you grab it and you get it in your palm and you squeeze as hard as possible. And you open your palm to see a mosquito fly out of it. <laughs> now that's scary because first off you've failed. But now not only is there a mosquito in the room, it knows you tried to kill it. Now you've got a vengeful mosquito in the room and you want to sleep. You'd hope the mosquito would be scared off and want to get out of there though, but they never do. They come back with a vengeance. It's like they learn that you're there and they're going to go tell all their buddies. All right, so Hindus invented time travel, essentially. I'm pretty sure that's Wiki Review's official stance. Yeah, sure, why not? And that's with the reincarnation. Do you get to choose whenever in time? That would make sense with the time travel thing. Like, you have to be like a fat kid in the 80s. Pretty shitty. But then you get to be like a white middle class man in the 50s. Ooh, that's that's an upgrade. I can do what I want. See, I often wonder, would I rather be a king in the Middle Ages or just a normal person now? Because <laughs> being a normal person now, you get way more shit than the king did. Yeah, like they still didn't have aircon. But comparatively to everyone else, you get heaps of shit. That's so you true. feel like you get treated the best in that world. You get the best of a shitty world or the average of a much more developed world. That's a hard, hard choice. I say king of where? Let's pick a good place, England. In the Middle Ages, wasn't it divided up where they didn't have one king it was king of sections of England well there was the king of France and the king of England and France and England kind of changed over like there was parts of France that belonged to England and parts of England that belonged to France and there were times basically yes and no hmm. <laughs> let's go uh, I don't know a nice one like Switzerland king of Switzerland I'd do king of Switzerland that sounds good because all the other like a lot of the European places have had like really fucked up histories where kings have had really bad ends Switzerland seems pretty good like it, all through history Switzerland seems like it's a nice place to live it's always been very self-contained. For some reason, Switzerland's that one place everyone went, yeah, leave those guys alone. They're cool. They're, they're not going to help 
stop us in war, but they're also not going to attack us. They're cool. I don't know if it's because... Are they in a mountain range, which everyone just goes, it's too hard to get there? I think so. It's just very difficult to attack them. That must be it. And for a neutral country, they make everyone join the military. That's a weird thing. You get a lot of the Western societies like uh, America and England and even Australia are acting like we have the best standard of living. But if you go to those Scandinavian countries, they're way better off than us. Absolutely. They have the best education, the best facilities. People are really looked after and they're really well to do. Copy people in Switzerland and Sweden. The reason no one has is because their language is just indecipherable. Because it didn't have any Latin root in it, like every language that we kind of know, like even German to an extent, but like French, Italian, English, all based around the Roman Empire taking over everyone. They're the guys who are left out of that. And it turns out Roman Empire didn't really make a better society for everyone. It's pretty much been decided that English is the number one language in the world. If you want to like communicate with people in other countries, it's best you learn English. It is the most basic <laughs> language, I guess. It's other people who have like real languages, which that is how I classify English. It's not a real language. It's just a collage. But other people, they're like, well, you know, we have our language when we want to say something. We want to talk business or like science. We will talk in our own language. If we want to communicate with idiots, English. <laughs> That's all it's for. I think it's just because people who speak English refuse to learn any other language. It's kind of a base. If you only speak English, like both of us, you're kind of stupid. You got the shift to science fiction, which kind of puzzles me because what, as opposed to when it was real? Well, yeah, like, you know, Hindus were like, this actually happens. And then someone invented science fiction. They're like, well, what if time travel was different to like reincarnation Hindu stuff? <laughs> What if we pretended it wasn't real? I know that you guys traveled time, right? But imagine if it was different to how you traveled time, right? <laughs> oh, they have a shout out to Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, which that... we're familiar with that story. We've yeah. got our version of it. You could call it a version, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't listened to that and you're listening to this episode, go back and listen to a wiki review Christmas Carol. It's our version of Ebenezer Scrooge. It's our attempt to even understand how that even begins. Because <laughs> I think in the story, I'm Ebenezer Scrooge and you're like that. Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> Genius. And you're Bob Cratchit or something. Oh, I'm everyone. <laughs> I'm everyone Well, you're else. also the ghost, but I think the main, like, the Garth God. character in there is probably closest to the Bob Cratchit character. The downtrodden. Garth Cratchit. <laughs> hey, Christmas Carol, that was time travel. You don't even think about it because mm. it's almost like, is it a dream type of thing? But he does travel in time. And it's believable in that, you know, the comp, the, we will get to this later, but the grandfather complex. Uh, paradox. Paradox, thank you. Where if you go back in time, you're going to change things. That's a big thing in time travel. If you go back in time, don't change anything because it will fuck the future up. He goes to the future and the past, but he's like a ghost that no one can <laughs> see and he can't do anything to change anything. That's believable time travel. If I had a time travel device that could send you back or forward in time anytime you want, the only catch is, is you can't interact. It's like a video. You can only watch what is going to happen or watch what happened, but take no part in that. Would that be beneficial? I'd go into the future, see what music's come out. <laughs> <laughs> then I'd come back and I'd be Motley Garth. Like, these guys are the new Twisted Sister, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> Going back in time does not help unless you're trying to uncover secrets about Nazis. Like, maybe where Nazis hid their gold. Or you could just go and watch the lottery draws. Well, in the future, yes. Yes. That's, that's the obvious one. That's the back to the future sports betting thing. Time travel, probably its best use is gambling. Absolutely. Even if you can go a couple of seconds, in the, seconds into the future, like, you go to a casino, you watch the, the roulette table... Hmm. And it's going to land on 31. So you go five seconds back in the past and bet on 31. You know, Nicolas Cage did a movie like that. I can't remember what it was called.
old, but it basically he played somebody who could see two minutes into the future. And so for gambling, that worked really well for him. And that's how he made his living. That'd really help also for um, hitting on girls. Like, it did. It did? Yeah, that, that comes up in the movie totally. <laughs> There's a scene where he's trying to chat up uh, Jessica Beale, who's in it. It just shows him going up to her and doing like this pickup line and she just like straight away rejects him. And then it goes back and shows him going again and again. And it's him standing at the desk just picturing like, okay, if I did this, how would it turn out? <laughs> how do I get to her vagina? And he kept playing out scenarios until he had the one that actually worked. Genius. And that'd be good because you could do wild erratic plays and just see how they would have played out. What if I was to just get on the bar, drop in pants and throw glasses around? Just see what happens. Something good might happen. Who knows? Because could you imagine you're a single man, you walk into a club and you just know instantly if you went up to every single girl and said, do you want to have sex with me? You know, which ones would just say yes. That's true. That would save a lot of time, wouldn't it? So you could just walk up into a bar, go up to a girl, go, do you want to have sex with me? And that would be the one girl who would actually say yes to that because you would have plotted it out. <laughs> and the best thing is the people watching, like mm. there's guys sitting at the stand at the bar or hanging out and they just see this guy walk up to a girl and go, hey, do you want to have sex? Yeah, okay. Dude, how did he do that? I'm going to try that too. And it's going to be a life of them going up to girls going, hey, do you want to have sex with me? Ew, you're gross. Go away. I swear I saw this work once. You'd have the bouncer in the club would just be like, this guy's weird. He walks in. 30 seconds later, he'll walk out with a girl under his arm and that's it. That's, that's all he, he does. He just comes in, collects a girl. Different girl each time. Every night, he just comes in and grabs some chick and leaves. Or he'll stand there and then turn around and leave. Because <laughs> obviously none will say yes. <laughs> How does he do it? He's not that good looking. <sighs> Actually, this explains a lot about maybe some guys do have this power. Because <laughs> you, you know those guys, like, okay, there's good looking guys who can go and do that. But there's also those other guys that somehow just seem to get laid and there's no foreseeable reason. Time travel. <laughs> It's nice to know that something I just thought of has already been made into a Hollywood movie. If you could do that, you have the advantage over these days because you could just go up to a girl and say, do you want to have sex with me? Because in 2018, if you go up to a girl and say, do you want to have sex with me? And she says, no, you've assaulted her. That's true. <laughs> so you would completely avoid sexual assault. Like if I just walked up to some chick and started making out with her, is she going to be cool with it or not? The only problem is if you can only see two minutes in, if you do something within those two minutes that she suddenly goes, oh, hang on, I don't like this. Now you've raped a girl. <laughs> now you're going to jail. So it's a slippery slope. You've got to make sure you've sealed the deal within two minutes, which I'm very proficient at, <laughs> including chat up time and travel home or to whatever vicinity. Yeah, I could pull that off. I could wipe my dick on the curtains and be on to the next one <laughs> with like 10 seconds to spare. Look at that. <laughs> In the last 30 seconds of sex, I can already see me leaving. <laughs> And me taking a few CDs from her collection. <laughs> Recoup some of those uh, Uber fees. Her fault. Who has CDs these days? Exactly. Me. That's how I get them. <laughs> she really enjoyed it. She would have loaded it onto her iPod by now. Exactly. That's just a backup. She's fine. It, and I foresaw her in the future, she didn't have a problem. At least in the next two minutes. What other science fiction have they got? Because you got the time machine. I mentioned it earlier on the page. We did. I don't recognize any of these. Maybe they're in the future. Let's go to the next section because that's interesting. Early time machines. Yeah, they were much simpler back then. The Clock That Went Backward by Edward Page Mitchell. In other words, you want to travel back in time, you just got to make a clock run backwards. It was that simple. I do 
you remember there was a movie Time Stoppers or something where they get a watch? Yes. And they can pause time. That was pretty cool. If I could have the choice between going back in time, going forward in time, or pausing time, pausing. Pausing's pretty good. I would always love to pause. The idea of going to bed at night, hitting pause, and then waking up at the same time I went to bed. <laughs> love it. I'd never lose any time. The thing is, though, you'd essentially, by doing that, that's eight hours every day that's paused. So you're going to grow older a third quicker than everyone else. Your days now become, and it, and it loads over too, because that eight hours includes. So pretty much I'd say by the time you're 40, everyone else is like 30. So you're just going to, everyone's gonna like, man, you've lived. <laughs> the hell have you done? Well, you notice how he never sleeps. That's what happens. You know, you need to sleep, man. We're concerned about you. He always looks well rested, but he's just so haggard. It's the thing I would have slept more than all of you. <laughs> it's like eight hours. I probably would have left a pause for 14. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. I love that that's the, your go-to. I just pause to sleep because yeah. sometimes you like a nap. To me, it's the ultimate snooze button. <laughs> and that's the thing too. You'd wake up and go, oh, just five more minutes. <laughs> Six months later, you wake <laughs> up and you're like, five more minutes. It's five more minutes. At some point, you're going to have to restart time. I don't even know where I left the watch. If I was given the power to pause time when I was like really young, I would probably still be in high school right now. <laughs> you would? I would have just paused time that often. <laughs> and if you're in, yeah, in high school time, how many times would you have paused time to just jerk off? You're a young kid and like there's some hot chick. Pause time right in front of her, right? That's what you're doing. Like, let's be honest, you're a teenage kid. Teenage Garth definitely would have done that. A lot of people, time would start, there'd just be stains everywhere. <laughs> And you'd always be just like, and then afterwards you feel like a nap. And then you wake up like, oh, that's that hot chick again. Hey, you know what I feel like doing right now? Time gets paused for essentially in your time, like years, because all you do is nap, jerk off, and then maybe feel like a snack. Does that count as like a date rape sort of thing? Well, only if you put it in her. Or if she's aware you pulled it out in front of her. All right. Well, what if I pause time, saw this I hot chick like I want? I this is going. Oh, you, you won't. It's going to get worse from here. <laughs> I pause time. I see this hot girl. I, I decide to undress her because I want to see what she looks like naked. I jerk off to that. Take a bunch of photos. <laughs> dress her up again. <laughs> is that rape then? That's sexual assault. But you didn't put anything in her, so that's not right. But it's still definitely wrong. Okay, but I'll put it to you. If you then, when you're done, if you then put her clothes back on, leave her as you found her, and then unpause time, totally unaware anything happened. There's no, as long as you don't leave any bruises, I don't know, because... Anytime you touch someone in the time pause, wouldn't that all culminate into when you unpause, they can feel all these touches happen at once? Nah, because it didn't happen in any time period, so... Okay, because there's no actual time. Because that's what I always thought was when you pause time, if you move something, technically it's moving from one space to another in a less than a fraction of a second, so therefore it would catch fire or something. It would it's have to travel. Like the, the really fast guy in the X-Men, when, like, you know, he'll just put a guy's fist to his face really slowly. And then when time starts again, cause that's happening really quickly, like he's knocking his teeth out, but that's time going really slowly. This is stopping time, isn't it? Yeah. Cause if you had time where it looked pause, but it was actually moving so slow that you couldn't see it, then yeah, the thing would probably catch fire when you move it. Yeah. So yeah, any rape would end up in a, in a bushfire, but, <laughs> but we don't recommend that guys. Like if you do happen to have the power to stop time, don't assault women. That's wrong. We do not condone that behavior. But what we're trying to figure out here is where's the line? Well, that's where it would come in closer to date rape, because if date rape is where somebody doesn't necessarily know they were raped because they were drugged. So they could just think that they had a big night and got really drunk. 
but it turns out they've been drugged and raped. So just because someone doesn't know you've done something and hasn't actually suffered anything from it doesn't mean you haven't done something wrong. Generally speaking, undressing people is probably wrong unless you have specific permission. See, this is why I just use it for naps. It's just, it's not complicated. <laughs> I'm not fucking with anyone by doing that. I started, you started off so like, just like gentle and nice. Like, I just, I just like a nap. And now we're here. Well, if you touch a boob, right? <laughs> right, guys, that's okay. No. And also, if you stop time, does that mean you can't watch movies? Not at that time, I because guess. Because they don't work. So really, there's only so much you can do other, other than sleep. Jerk off. Can you can probably eat, right? Because you're saying that you can if you touch something and pick it up and move around, that's okay. Like what if apple's it was not stuck. Gonna, like you couldn't actually move things. And then you couldn't if you tried to bite an apple on the table, it would like break your teeth because it's literally everything is just cement. You can't touch it. Yeah, but then that gets into complications with air. Of can you breathe then? Is oxygen still being produced? Which that's not good for what we want to do. So let's not let's say that doesn't happen. And that sort of thing, you could sit there and breathe and you could breathe up all the oxygen in that area. So you've got to move constantly. But also, if everything is frozen like marble, that includes the gas. So you'd be trapped by the air around you, so you couldn't even hit unpause. So you'd just be trapped there, breathing the last of the air in your lungs, like your body's slowly dying, just going, I can't actually touch my watch. Not really that that fun. I wouldn't do it if that was the case. How would that feel for everyone else if time was paused forever? Like, if you paused time and died? Oh my god, that's We would all be paused forever. And it would never- would would the batteries eventually die on the the watch, and then it goes back to normal? Or does it actually have to un- like, then- or if the battery died, you, you're screwed. Your time's paused forever. That Until you get a new battery. Yeah. I'm, and I bet God's sitting up in the clouds like, you know, I really didn't see this coming. <laughs> I created a concept of time and space. And this guy with his Casio has just destroyed everything. Right, so let's find this because the grandfather paradox. We said this before the on age. the philosophy, the grandfather paradox. So for those who don't know what the grandfather paradox is, it's the question, can you go back in time and kill your own grandfather? Before he had your father. Because if you kill your grandfather, then you can't be born. Therefore, you can't go back in time to kill him. Therefore, he would survive and have you who could go back and kill him. It's well, a paradox. It just goes round in a circle. Whenever people say the grandfather paradox, I think they're going one step too far. Like, couldn't you just say father paradox? Because if you just go back to before your dad had you. Mm. And also, how sexist. Couldn't you kill your grandmother? <laughs> it could even be the you paradox. Can you go back in time and kill yourself? That's Thank you. The next step that I didn't even make. Can you go, can you kill yourself in t- go back in time and kill yourself? If you had a time machine, could you go back to yesterday and kill yourself? And also because of the, you know, if you change anything in the past, it may cause consequences which mean you don't exist. If you go back in time, can you even touch yourself? Cuz that's going to change something. What I want to know is can I make love to myself in the past like past Garth? <clears throat> Cuz you know you do it a lot in the present. I know. <laughs> but if there was one person I could go back in time with and be intimate, you know, like and this is very serious to me. I need to know this. If it ever comes up. Well, that's the question. If let's say you go home now and you find Ali in bed with another man and then that other man comes out from the covers and it's you from the future. Ooh. Did she cheat on you? She didn't. But am I still pissed? But he pissed at her because she didn't know. She thought that you'd just come home from recording the podcast and wanted some loving. Exactly. And she was graceful enough to let me in on that. So that's, <laughs> if anything, I should be thanking her. Now, question. You go in, Shannon gives you some good love and it turns out that that's you from the future. Do you tag team her with you? with you <laughs> go to the threesome do you jump in the threesome or do you like high five like tag team I'm in now you go get a Gatorade and I'll let you know when I'm done in other words how involved with yourself and your and your wife would you become that'd be a weird feeling like double teaming your partner and high fiving yourself <laughs> 
That's a, what I want to know is how involved with yourself can you be? If you're in a threesome with another guy and you brush against his penis. That's that a problem. Make, that's a problem. But if you're in a threesome with yourself that's and right. you brush against your own penis, well, I the, feel the perspective is more the thing than- Than the actual reality, because it is a different person. Because I can touch the part attached to me, but a copy of me is not attached to me. I mean, because if you ask any identical twin this same question, they have a very definite answer on it, because that is a different person. What I'm getting at is, if you were to blow yourself from the future, like, because be honest, you've tried to. You, you can't reach, but you've tried. Now you can physically suck your own dick. <laughs> is that, like, that's gay, right? <laughs> I think that, yeah, even the thing of trying to suck your own dick, I think if I ever made it, I would instantly regret my decision. <laughs> yes. Um, like, I can do it. Oh, wait, now I get a dick in my mouth. <laughs> you can never say for the rest of your life that you've never had a dick in your mouth. <laughs> that is one thing that you can no longer claim. Polygraphs would shit your day up. And then as you're getting close, you'd be sitting there going, well, I'm not going to swallow, so I... <laughs> Well, it's just going to go back to where it started, isn't it? I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to get rid of that stuff. It's just going to reload. Either way I picture it, it just ends with like me with a mouthful of cum going, what did I do? (laughs) Uh, You know the thing that after you've finished sex, like when you've come, it no longer seems as important to you anymore and everything you do. And everything you did up until that point just seems like, well, it, it instantly gives you shame. The gift of shame, which it is a gift, is something that comes back very hard the second you're done in that haze of horniness. Principles and morals just go out the window, all kinds of crazy shit. And you're like, did I really put that there? I said that. Whether you're alone or not, it doesn't matter. You're instantly aware of everything you just did. And that's what it came to. Yeah. When you've got no sex drive, you tend to look at it and go, wow, I'm disgusting. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It's like when you get the check after a meal and you're like, why would I pay this? I'm not hungry. Why did I order all that food? I had three courses. I feel sick now. So, grandfather paradox. Can you go back in time and have sex with your grandfather? Yeah, so long as he still has sex with your grandmother. As long as you don't kill him in the act, I guess that's okay. Although, if you turn him, if you think you're that good... (laughs) No, I like our grandfather paradox better. Is it gay to suck yourself off? (laughs) Yeah, where's science helping us out on that one? But it's a thing that, like, in 2018, it doesn't really matter. Let's say that you are gay if you suck yourself off. What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. And I'm pretty woke, because I learnt that word. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's a word now. I'm pretty woke. Sucking dick doesn't make you gay. Having sex with men if you're a man doesn't make you gay. Being attractive to men doesn't make you gay. This makes you open-minded. That's right. You're only gay if you are gay. (laughs) You can't say that you're woke unless you would suck a dick. That's right. I'm pretty sure that's the rules. (laughs) They're like, are you woke? Yeah, I think I am. Would you suck a dick? (laughs) Yeah, you're woke. He's cool. He can join the club, guys. What if you saw a transsexual? Would you have sex with a transsexual? Only if they were very respectful towards women and men. Good answer. (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) bonus points. Even better. What if you saw a transsexual? Well, I wouldn't see a transsexual because if they're a woman, they're a woman. (laughs) And that's the grandfather paradox. Uh, ontological paradox. I don't know what that is. Let's read on. Composibly? I love that word. I don't know what it means, but it sounds awesome. Okay. According to the philosophical theory of composability, what can happen, for example, in the context of time travel, must be weighed against the context of everything relating to the situation. If the past is a certain way, it's not possible for it to be any other way. What can happen when a time traveler visits the past is limited to what did happen in order to prevent so this 
this goes back to the, the Christmas Carol where you're a ghost and you just see things, but you can't change anything. Or there's the, you go back in time to change something, but then you find out that you going back in time to change it is actually what causes it. Because the idea is, is you can't change anything that happened back in time because back in time, you already went there to try and change it. It's very 12 monkeys. And that's the idea that you're trying to fix something, but because it's cemented, obviously what happened will always happen. There's nothing you can do to change it. In fact, everything you did to try and stop it only would have helped it. But then there's also the, it would make things worse theory of if you go back in time, you try to fix things. Everyone says, if you go back in time, kill Hitler. But think about things that like, if it wasn't for Hitler, we would probably wouldn't, oh God, I'm about to say this and it's it, it's true. This is a fact. We wouldn't have a man on the moon if it wasn't for Hitler. <laughs> but is that worth it? <laughs> like, let's say we never landed on the moon, but you'd get like all those Jews back that got passed. <laughs> like, isn't that a fair trade? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it depends on your perspective because ultimately, what do they do? They wasted a lot of our resources so a guy could play golf on the moon. In fairness, that was a dead end. It's like, they really got to the moon and we'll go, we did it. Should we go back there? Nah, let's just stop now. Now, it turns out, exactly as we knew before we even went there, there's nothing on the moon worth having. It's dry, it's dusty. There's no, there's no resources worth having. Well, that's the problem even with resources. Let's say you found an asteroid that was solid gold. The cost that it would cost you to get up there, mine it, and get the gold back would exceed what the gold is worth. So, which means that mining in space is like the dumbest idea ever because there's no profit margin in it. So you're saying the Aliens series? Bullshit. Complete waste of time. No, no way these people are going into stasis and having a big ship to go and mine a planet. Yeah, I agree with that. Because transport is the biggest issue in space because isn't it like $100,000 a kilo or something to get something into space? Something ridiculous and it depends how far you want to go. I mean, we can send a little rover up to Mars so it can take soil samples, but that's a couple of billion right there. Do we really need that soil? We're not even getting the soil back. No, they do the experiments on there because transporting it's such a bitch. Like when they make a rover, they're just like, when it's done, just ditch it there. If you look at Mars, mm. you're going to see a whole bunch of broken down robots. They finally get to Mars and it's just hundreds of like <laughs> broken down rovers just everywhere. Hey, at least we've got enough like dead batteries. There's definitely enough solar panels around. That's actually a good idea. When they have a rover, just put a couple of things on it that will be useful <laughs> for people when they get there. <laughs> Every rover we send up, we should just have a little lunchbox. Just a sandwich. So everyone gets there and they're like, oh my God, it didn't work out as we planned. Hey, isn't that a rover? All right, who likes peanut butter and jelly? <laughs> <laughs> it's from the 60s. Oh, ooh, it's extra crunchy for some reason. And you know, it would actually freeze dry because it's so like hospitable there. Probably need like, I don't know, a microwave or something to eat it. Well, you just plug it into the rover. Just put sockets on the rovers. Of course, you are spending another hundred million <laughs> so that we can send a sandwich to Mars. They'll thank me for it later. <laughs> Could you imagine going to a rover there and someone goes to you like, oh, there's a rover. Do you want a $100,000 sandwich? I would love a $100,000. <laughs> there has never been a time in my life someone has offered me a $100,000 sandwich for free. And I've said no. <laughs> Even if the contents are like diamonds and gold, I'm eating that bitch. Because then I can say I ate a hundred grand sandwich. Just because you pay a lot for a sandwich doesn't mean that it tastes better. The most expensive sandwiches I have had have come from airports. Oh yeah, I can test for that. That's, yeah. And they're that, not good. 
They're the worst. <laughs> they're not really heated or whatever they give you. They're crusty. There's problems. Ultimately, if someone says you had a hundred grand sandwich, well, you're an idiot. You should have, I don't know, bargained. <laughs> you could have talked them down to at least 50. I'd be annoyed if I got given a hundred grand sandwich and it had peanut butter and jelly on it. Oh, peanut butter and jam or whatever. I'd at least taste it to see like maybe that's really good peanut butter. Actually, have you ever had that sandwich? Because I don't think I have. I remember when I was a kid, my mum bought peanut butter and jelly, which was literally apparently in America, they have peanut butter and they have jelly, which jelly is actually jam, which I didn't know. But she got a pot of peanut butter and jelly. So it was this disgusting coagulation That'd of the horrible. two. There's a reason they keep them separate until they hit the bread. And it was disgusting. I went, why are Americans so on about this? <laughs> I No one finished the jar is my point. Oh, I saw this, Um, it was a show about like best restaurants, most expensive restaurants in the world. And they're like, they have a 10 grand meal, $10,000 for this meal. Has it got meat in it? There's a little meat. No, there's got to be a lot of meat for it to be 10 grand. (laughs) And like, you hear 10 grand, you go, how can you accommodate that? How could it possibly be 10 grand? It's not a burger, I'm betting. I can honestly say there's no bread involved. And it's all like, you know, it's got caviar, like really expensive caviar, like the kind of caviar that comes in a gold, uh, solid gold tin. Caviar doesn't do well and whatever. But I feel like they cheated because they're like, it's a 10 grand meal and you've got like the best caviar and whatever and it's all decorated. But in it is also a, a ring like a t- technically a proposal ring an engagement ring that's got diamonds on it and the ring alone is worth like five seven grand so that's kind of cheating I felt like they robbed my time do you think then you would just go alright well I'm gonna get this ten grand burger but really it's only five grand because I get this ring that I can go hock down at the jewelry <laughs> store yeah but if you've ever tried to hock jewelry you're really gonna get like a grand so what is like a five grand meal is gonna cost you like nine grand that's the problem with jewelry is someone will say this is worth five grand and it's like good luck finding someone who will pay five grand for it you're the only sucker who's gonna pay five grand for it it's the same with any collector's item though like you hear those comic books like they say the first appearance of superman action comics number one that they say is worth over a million dollars it's never actually sold for that it's just worth that it's just worth that and because people always want to pay less than it's worth exactly because they feel that then they can make a profit off it that's Mm. the whole point the only reason people want to buy it because there might be a couple of real nerds out there who just want to own the first Mm. edition so they can say they have it. But most people who want it, it's for investment. Well, that's it. You're not very interested in it. But if I said to you, like, I can get you the Action Comics number one that's worth a million dollars, I can get it for you for like $200,000. Then that's a good profit. You would just be like, fuck yeah, I'm in. That's 800 grand profit. But realistically, you're probably only going to sell it for like six. Which is still Still good profit. And that's what happens because then that person buys it for six. So then they're trying to convince someone it's worth seven Mm. and then eight and then nine until we're at where where we are now. If you get told something's worth something, you can sell it for about 75% of that or 50% of that, depending on who you sell it to. It's all about uh, demand and guessing where it's going to go because the most re- most recently they broke the world record for highest selling painting. I believe it was a Da Vinci and it was like 120 million. Yeah, I was- think we mentioned this actually. We did? Oh, okay. Well, it's going around. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't even a good one. But it's because someone thought it was worth something that they paid that. Because honestly, no one who pays 120 grand for $120 million for a painting is buying it because they like like the painting. They think it's worth more than that. Well, at that price, you're not buying the painting. You're buying the signature down the bottom. Because if you look at a Picasso painting, the (laughs) word Picasso on there is the most valuable part of that painting. Everything else, people would go, it's crap. If anyone else did it, it's crap. (laughs) Picasso, yeah, that's where the money is. John Lovitz did a great sketch where he played Picasso in his later 
years where he's just a jerk. And he's like, I'm Picasso! And he acts like a dick to everyone. And these people bring their kids up to him. They're like, oh, my son just wanted to show you a little drawing he did. Oh, that's really cute. And he grabs it off him, puts his name on it. He goes, there you go. Now it's worth something. <laughs> I'm Picasso! That's almost the thing with comedians as well. You often hear comedians talk about those people who have made it to a point where they don't even have to be funny anymore. They can just say things. And I have always wanted to get to that point. <laughs> just- really? You're the only one, Ben. <laughs> I mean, that said, I'm on a podcast doing exactly that. Yeah, but it's how much you're making from this, Ben. True. But if we keep doing it, maybe if we keep giving this out for free, people will one day pay us millions of dollars to do it. Well, eventually we've got to do ads. We oh, sort yeah. of kept away from that for the time being, but it'll happen. We'll sell out at some point. I am so ready to sell out. That's the dream. Yeah, Pod- I know I've made it when I'm opening a loot crate on a YouTube video. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Would you do that one of those reaction videos? Because you know what Loot Crate is? It's like when they give you something like... Yeah, it's a company that just gives you a box of random crap. To it, so everyone goes, oh, look how much he likes it. In all honesty, and I hope we never get them as a sponsor after I say this, it's <laughs> usually just a box of crap with two good things in it. Yep. And you just mention those two good things and people are like, oh, that's amazing. That's nice. Wow, good selling. Yeah, I got a good Rick and Morty t-shirt. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing us, as soon as we got to that level, we'd immediately descend again. Yeah. Be like, hey, look at this. What's this piece of crap? Oh, it's broken already. Yeah, we would think it was funny just to tear apart the whole box and just go, it's funny because we made fun of it and said everything's (laughs) crap. And then the people who are paying our checks at Loot Crate would be like, we don't think it's funny. That's where the money comes from, you idiots. (laughs) Like, I'm totally ready and willing to sell out. I just don't think I'm cognitively capable of it. I want to help you guys. I want to be part of the machine. This is even when I was listening to the last episode we did, the controversial Reddit things, is I was listening to it thinking, I am really incapable of giving real opinions on things. Even when I try, it starts off real and then it just starts devolving into this like <laughs> fucked up joke just to... <laughs> just because it's there? Yeah. Like I'm bored of talking about real things. <laughs> Who wants to do that? That's a waste of time. You already know. Because it's even like, like we talk about fat people and that. And there's sort of this moment where I'm thinking they're like, I could give my real opinion and that's boring. So fat people are gross. <laughs> and it's got the most controversial <laughs> fucked up thing we can say. And I've, I've learned very well through my life. I love being the devil's advocate. Quite clearly my role in life. You give me an opinion my job is to find the cracks in your argument. It doesn't matter where they appear it doesn't matter how I come off. I need to find from what angle could I argue that is wrong. Doesn't matter what in fact the worse it is the more I want to do it. I've always loved on this podcast anytime you've started something well if we didn't have Hitler. (laughs) Why does that keep coming up? I don't know it's like stop defending the guy. I like his moustache, all right? <laughs> and it feels like we're not allowed to have that anymore, and that's wrong. It's not very woke. Yeah, Chaplin is the last guy who got away with that. People loved him for it. So and what have that's you got? composability. <laughs> Well, they had the self-consistency principle here, which we didn't read into, but I just had a look over and that's exactly what I said with the whole, if you went back in time to change something and you were actually the one who caused it. That's what It's just happen. like, yeah, in other it words, takes into account that you've already done it. You can't change the past, but you can change the future. So if, but also the future doesn't exist yet. So, so you can't change something that doesn't exist. Exactly. So how can you go forward to the future? With time travel, there's all the theories of, okay, you can go into the future by moving really fast or going through 
through a wormhole. Some say you can't go back in the past. Some say you can't go into the future because it doesn't exist. Some say the past is solid so you can't change that. But you can travel really quickly. Like your time compared to other people's time is relative. So if you go, and that's the that's what I wanted to say at the beginning is that people say that, you know, moving really fast. That used to be how you travel time is moving really fast. These days, this is a scientific fact that has been scientifically proven that if you want to go forward or like, you know, ahead in time or back, it's all about being close to a large mass. If you're close to like a black hole, if you get really close to it, your time moves quicker than everyone else. Where if you go up to a black hole and come back, your one year becomes everyone else's 600 years. Well, that's time dilation, which I'm pretty sure they had up here. Oh, there you go. Time dilation. It's like when you get the drops in your eyes. Because that's forward time travel physics, if you're looking along with the Wikipedia page. Which do people look along with the Wikipedia page when we do this? We go out of our way to tell them the page. You'd hope they would. I but thought- we barely talk about the page <laughs> that we're doing. <laughs> yeah, like as long as you guys stop every now and again to, I don't know, Google vanilla ice, we should be fine. It's just like there's so much good things on there and these guys are talking about vanilla ice? Seriously? <laughs> again? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we have talked about him a lot. I do want to say that time dilation has given us a picture that moves. A GIF, I believe it's called. Yes, very computery. Have you ever seen that on, in our experience with Wikipedia? I think that's the first one I've come across. Yeah, on the pages we've covered. But what the fuck is it even showing? It just has dots dancing around. I don't know what it means. Like, Is the- time buffering? <laughs> What would you think if all of time just stopped all of a sudden and then all you saw in front of you was this little circle going around (laughs) like time was buffering? And everyone was like mid-sentence and had that gross face. And then it disappeared and then everything went back to normal. Although then then it disappeared and everything went like five minutes forward. (laughs) Like, what just happened? Did everyone else feel that? Yeah, the big question would be, is it the Windows buffering thing or is it the Apple buffering thing? I guess it really does matter which computer you buy. What computer is life run on? (laughs) There was an Apple in the the Garden of Eden. I think that's what their symbol has to do with, though, as well. The Tree of Knowledge. Because their symbol is an apple with a bite taken out of it. Ah, so it's like their fault. Yeah. But I have heard lots of different stories about how the Apple logo came and why it has a byte taken out of it. Oh, because a byte, like a megabyte. There was also a byte, so... Because originally it was just an apple, but the byte added some perspective to it because you couldn't tell if it was an apple, a cherry, or whatever the hell it was. Mm. But seeing a byte gives you, like, a rough idea of how big it is. That makes sense. An apple is the kind of people that would release a bunch of different reasons. So there's like an urban myth about it. But at the end of the day, it's like the people who are in charge of Apple probably didn't think of the logo as some logo maker. Though I thought of our logo and then Ali made it good. Yes. (laughs) Yes. But the basic concept I did come up with of the clown coming out of a door. And if anyone ever asks, you will take full... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god, if you could see the logo that I made before <laughs> Ali got to it, it's irrecognizable from what it was. For those of you who aren't fully informed, our logo, this is Humidor we're talking about. Humor, haha, door. It's a picture of a clown coming out from behind a door. That clown's name is Bear Dog. Because Ben did a sketch. Now this sketch, we didn't tell my lovely lady Allie what it was. We just showed her the sketch and went, this is what we want. And she didn't see it as a clown. She was like, is that a bear crossed with a dog? What is that? And then Ben had to explain his artistic abilities. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So we're explaining to our podcast listeners, because that's been a big kept secret at Humidor of just like my retarded picture 
picture beforehand. <laughs> yes. It was made on a whiteboard, but now <clears throat> if it ever comes up and people go, oh, you know, the humidor logo. Oh yeah, Bear Dog. He's a cool guy. I'll tell you what, as an added bonus to our podcast listeners, and this is only for our podcast listeners. Honestly, because we're on the podcast right now and if you're listening to it. Yeah, get- but we're not going to tell anyone this outside the podcast because the podcast listeners, they're my favorite people. Yeah. If you email the podcast, wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com, it mm-hmm. appears at the end of the episode. So if you forget, it'll be there. I will... Hey, dude, what's up? Hey, bro. Hey, I'm kind of recording a podcast at the moment. Hi, you're on Wiki Review. Hi, Wiki Review. What's going on? <laughs> We're talking about time travel. Time travel, interesting. If what, you... the uh, notion of time travel through a black hole or the kind one might find in a uh, sci-fi movie? Both have come up, actually. Yeah, well, we did Wormhole, which is close to black hole. Hey, if you, could oh, go true, back, true. if you could go back in time, would you suck your own dick? Um, <laughs> I don't even understand the question. <laughs> if you went back in time and saw a young version of yourself would you suck that younger version's dick and let him suck yours we're Maybe sort of at a tiebreaker on this so you're kind of the decider um i'm i'm gonna side with uh with garth and say no <laughs> <laughs> oh i was thinking of cutting this phone call but i think you just made it into the episode with that <laughs> Fair I'll leave you guys to it then. All right, I'll catch up with you later. Thanks for the assistance. Right, bye. Bye. Uh, Adam. <laughs> the fuck was I talking about before? Uh, bear dog, humidor, you're going to be about to say something. Ah, uh, yes. So this is an offer for our podcast listeners. If you email wikireviewpodcast at gmail.com, I will send you the original sketch that I did for Bear Dog the Clown. <laughs> And you can see what Ali had to work with. And so, yeah, I want to see how many people do that because we have got no emails to that address at the moment to the point that I'm like, why do we even have it? Also, it's a great advertisement for how great a designer she is. If you want to know how good Ali is at designing, ask us, email us. We'll send you what she was given. Then you can check out what she did. Hey, I'll send both so you can see them as a side-by-side comparison. Yeah. This is in the C also. Time travel claims an urban legend. Uh, Charlotte Ann and Eleanor Jerndane? Yeah. I don't know. Stop having old-timey names. The Mobley Jourdain incident, or the ghosts of Petit Trenion of Versailles, clearly these are French people, refers to the claim of time travel and hauntings made by Charlotte Anne Mobley and Eleanor Jourdain in 1911, which is also the name of a really good gun. Totally irrelevant, just for the gun lovers. They published a book entitled An Adventure under the name Elizabeth Morrison and Francis Lamont, also irrelevant. Their book describes a visit made to the Petit Trion, a small chateau in the grounds of the Palace of Versailles. So basically they say they saw ghosts and somehow that's time travel. Yeah, that sounds more like haunting than time travel. Because they saw Marie Antoinette. Which, Is it just because some woman was offering him cake? Uh, you know, the actual quote was brioche. She said, let them eat brioche, which is another kind of bread. Not that yeah. funny, just good to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this next one's actually pretty cool. The Chaplin Time Traveler. Some guy put onto YouTube, he fa- figured out that there's like an old footage about Charlie Chaplin um, in the film The Circus, and in it he shows in the background there's a woman who clearly is holding to her ear something like a black device that looks like a phone. Like, in other words, in a Charlie Chaplin movie, you can see a woman with a mobile phone. See, there it is. Uh, we just jumped to YouTube. Yeah, we're gonna Chaplin's go- time travelee. Oh, here we go. Here's some actual footage. So you and I can decide whether she is a time traveller or not. So there you go. You see there? See that woman? So it's in the first couple of seconds. You can see her walking in there and she's got what looks like a phone. See, she's stopping to talk on it. She's holding something to her 
her ear. She's hold. So it does look like she's holding something to her ear that looks like a phone. First question is, why did we put headphones on to watch a silent film? Because <laughs> we always do. That <laughs> happened in the Mary Pickford episode. It did. We're idiots. But okay, so let's let's start to do this analytically. What in that era could you possibly be holding to your ear? Well, there were manual hearing aids, but it doesn't look like anyone's talking to her. Because you've seen the old thing where they hold like a little trumpet in their ear. Yes, but that's when someone's talking to you. This chick's just walking along, hand to the ear, holding it something that looks like a phone. And it clearly looks like, because there's a bit at the end where you can see it looks like she sort of stops and talks as the... Yeah. Because she's walking along here talking, and then there she's sort of stopping. What the hell could that be? It's not a recording (laughs) device. It's not a clearly this woman traveled time to be in a chaplain, which if I could travel time, I'd be in a chaplain movie. Have you seen this one? The Mike Tyson fight? No. What? Because you see here, like you can see in the clip, we'll click on it, but you can see there's Mike Tyson and there's an iPhone. And that's 90s Mike Tyson. So pre-iPhone, there's an iPhone. So here we go. There's someone with an iPhone recording a Mike Tyson fight. And this is before iPhones were invented. Oh, wait, hold on. This one's debunking it. That shows the model of phone that existed there. Okay, because people did have cameras on the phones then. So like, before we've got a chance to speculate it, fuck this video. Yeah, you guys just ruined all my fun. (laughs) I wanted to pretend this was real. Like, there is definitely a logical explanation behind what this woman is doing. But because we're too stupid to figure that out (laughs) there's a whole world of speculation where we're like I don't know maybe she is on a phone maybe she is time travelling who knows it's like when idiots watch magicians like oh wow maybe it is actually magic oh well that wasn't fun we got the present day hipster on a 1941 bridge opening okay so basically it says there's a picture of a guy I'm willing and they show the picture of the guy who looks normal it's just a photo isn't it yeah it looks like some uh, photoshop some guys just put himself in a picture and somehow that's come out. Well, I have heard because he's got like a camera there. He's got sunglasses on, a shirt with what looks like a V on it. Kind of looks like an iron-on sort of thing. It's definitely not that period. I have heard this pulled apart, though, that although that was not the fashion of the time, all those things existed. Really? And so it's kind of like seeing someone who's just dressed in weird clothes these days. I put it to, it's more weird that everyone else in the photo looks like they're like in their 50s or 60s. And he's like 20 something. That's probably the more weird part of this. Like, why is someone that young amongst someone, so many old people? Because he's a hipster. He thought it would be lame. So we wanted to go see. I'm so cool. I hang out with old people. (laughs) All right. Debunked. Uh, Rudolph Frenzitz. The story of Rudolph Fens. Whatever. (laughs) No one cares. An urban legend from the early 50s and has been repeated since as a reproduction of facts and presented as evidence for the existence of time travel. The essence of the legend is that in New York City in 1951, a man wearing 19th century clothes was hit by a car. The subsequent investigation revealed that the man had disappeared without a trace in 1874. 1876, sorry. Items in his possession suggested that the man had traveled through time from 1876 to 1950 directly. Oh, that would be awesome. If I was deciding to commit suicide, (laughs) what I would do is I would dress up all old-timey and then just jump in front of a car. And then people would be like, what the fuck? Is this guy a time traveler or something? We thought that was Ben Graw, but no, Ben doesn't even own those clothes, man. So if this story is true, this guy traveled forward in time and was immediately hit by a car. That's got to suck. Because imagine you were sent 
forward in time about a hundred years into the future. And, the first and then you're instantly happens, killed. Yeah, the first thing that happens is you're in front of a car. Like, maybe I shouldn't have done it in the middle of a street. Like, that's a bummer. Although, mind you, if you're going to fake time travel, going forward is the easy option. Oh, look, he's wearing old clothes. Yeah, but they still exist. Yeah, Billy Mayer, the person who contacted UFOs. Claimed that while taken into outer space by extraterrestrials, he travelled back in time, saw and photographed dinosaurs, and met Jesus Christ. Wait, Which, are these photos around then? Let's find these photos. Maybe the film got wrecked and he couldn't develop it. Oh, that would be such a lame story. I took pictures of dinosaurs and, and no one saw them. So did he know they had feathers on them then? <laughs> yeah, he could end that debate. Pictures of the UFOs. And pictures of him. And he looks like a really trustworthy person, doesn't he? Yeah, he looks like if you were to picture a crazy person. Yeah, like, you know, if you're a, a cop who had to get an eyewitness account, you just wouldn't take what he said. Okay, so there's his picture of a pterodactyl. Okay, and whatever it's trying to get. Oh, fish. That's okay. a really bad photo. Well, you know, fair enough. He doesn't have... To, he's not a photographer. And the, I gotta say, the UFO does... It just looks like a horrible attempt at a UFO. It's got bells on it. Do you know what I reckon that is, actually? Because if you look at the photo, it kind of looks like he's gotten an item, decorated it to look like a UFO, thrown it across, yep. and taken a picture of it in midair. Like it's a crappy frisbee with some bells on it? Essentially. Look at that. See? UFOs. Because if you look at this, it looks like it's directly above the car and it's massive, but it's just you really can actually close. see a little bit. It's, it's just close. Like how close this would have to be would mean it was kind of small actually i think he's full of shit which that's not a big jump in faith is it yeah anyone who's showing you photos of ufos and dinosaurs there's a pretty good chance <laughs> they're full of shit pretty good on that claim you don't even have to think about it that much i want to see a picture of jesus then what did jesus look like there's a sketch uh, there the first one that's it. first the picture that comes up i guess that's jesus but everyone looked like that back then so you know to be fair though he just went to a nativity play and took a picture <laughs> if you did travel if i was to travel back to 0 AD BC where Jesus was around and I saw someone I'd be like oh my god it's Jesus you wouldn't know they all look like Jesus if you're traveling back in time and you go to see Jesus Jesus is the son of God so he would look at you and go you're from the future he'd know like if I'm there taking a picture of Jesus he knows it's a camera. And he knows what Instagram is too. And so I think he would sort of just look at the person and go, wait, you're a time traveler. Like he would pick that so quickly. Yeah. Well, he'd know that that was going to happen. It's all part of God's plan. You know, his dad. Oh, finally. Good, good thing you're here, bro. Good to meet you. I know you're traveling time. What, you want a selfie with me? Most time travelers want a selfie with me. It's also an important thing that we're overlooking in this picture of Jesus. He's white. Ooh. That's solved. I do like, yeah, all the pictures. The picture we've got here of Jesus it just looks like a guy who was in every single painting made a thousand years after Jesus. Like, yeah, nah, mate. Good try. I believe he believes he took a picture of Jesus. See, I don't know if he does, because wouldn't you have to fake it? Generally, yes. If you don't, if time travel doesn't exist, then he would have definitely faked these. So he took a picture of aliens in human form, but they reckon it's that woman. What? It's just some picture of a chick. Yeah, well, yeah, it's an alien in human form, but they reckon he just took a picture of some celebrity on TV. Okay, good for him. Yeah, so it seems like this guy's a little crazy. Well, that wasn't a big stretch of the imagination, was it? Okay. What about John Titor? He yeah. probably wasn't crazy. <laughs> Well, he's on this page, so let's find out. He was a time traveler from 2036. Pretty In a military much... mission. He's 
I think he saw the Terminator. So he's got to protect John Connor. Oh, that's a hool. He was going to stop World War Three from happening in 2015, which means he was successful. Yeah, I just want to say good job, bro. Thank you, man. We would be three years into a fucked up war right now. But hey, who knows how... But the world's kind of fucked up as it is. Once again, you did he stop the new Hitler from being killed? Maybe that needs to happen. We need a purge. Like, you know, maybe humans would have gotten to Mars. We talked about this. Stop defending Hitler. <laughs> But yeah, if it weren't for John Titor, like, maybe Wiki Review wouldn't have happened. Because you think about it, we would have both been drafted and we'd be fighting I'd in be World dead. War Three. Like, there's no question about it. I would I, yeah, we would have died really quickly. Yeah, like, it doesn't matter. What, I could have been in the logistics. Like, okay, you just hang out in the motor pool and make sure, like, we've got enough spare tires. <laughs> I'd be dead. I don't know what happened. He just pushed a button and a car landed on him. He, he did it to himself, really. I always figured I'd irritate the wrong person and get shot by my own side. <laughs> As a lesson to everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I, I always felt like I'd die as an example. <laughs> so yeah, thank you for preventing World War Three, John Titor. Good man. Then you got Bob White and Tim Jones. Similar to John. They, they sent, sent an s- unknown number of spam emails. Well, that's it. If you're going to pretend to be the Nigerian prince, why not just say you're Nigerian prince from 2,500? I didn't believe the first one, but well, if he's from the future, now I'm on board. So if they're time travelers, they really thought that spam was the best way to do things? <laughs> you should know more than anyone. Andrew Kaslin? What did he do? He was arrested in March 2003 for S. EC violations for making 126 high-risk stock trades and being <clears throat> successful on every one. I've actually heard of this guy. He started with like 800 bucks and he turned it to 350 million very quickly. <sighs> Legend! And he did it by stock trading in a way that they thought the only way you could pick that well is insider trading. Picking million to one stocks and every single one was paying off. And then when confronted about it, he said that I'm actually a time traveler and if you let me go, I will tell you how to cure AIDS and where Osama bin Laden is because they hadn't killed him at that point. I'm guessing we just locked him in a prison and possibly killed him. I think they locked him up to keep an eye on him for later and then he just mysteriously disappeared. Oh, and they that... reckon he managed to get back to his own time. That one actually like convinces me a little bit. Like, he went and he literally made started with 800 bucks and made 350 million dollars from insane trades. And that, that's like, you know, like in the casinos where they kick people out. Like, well, how do you know he was cheating? Because he was winning. But the crazy thing about this is there is no evidence that this actually ever happened. The FBI have said many times, no, this is just an urban legend. This never actually happened. And also you can't actually find records of somebody who has turned $800 into $350,000 in as short a time as this person was claiming. Okay, so this is just a total urban legend that never existed. Just seems like a campfire story, pretty much. And that's with a lot of these things, is you get them and go, they sound very plausible, and every way you could pull it apart, they have a reason that can come in, and it's just like, oh, the reason is the story is complete crap. (laughs) It's because I'm completely making up everything I just told you. A Swedish man claiming that he had been accidentally transported to 2046 when attempting to fix the sink. Really? That sounds like something in a cartoon. <laughs> I was trying to unblock a drain and somehow I accidentally got traveled oh, shit. in time. There's him with his future self or probably his dad. Yeah, that's probably or a just little... somebody who looks like him. Just another bald guy. They all look the same. Look at this. We're watching a small little two minute thing on it. It's got subtitles now of him fixing a sink in the reenactment. And somehow that means he traveled time. Do you reckon you could crawl under your sink and travel back in time like 40 years, is it? Well, first I'd need to know how to fix a sink. So that's my first obstacle. I was 
there's a block drain. Oh, I wish I could travel time. Is that sewage system in the future? We just dump all sewage in the past? It would explain a lot. That's why right now is so full of shit. <laughs> oh no, see, he traveled forward in time? Yes, he's saying he went to the future. So what can he tell us about that? I had my mobile and I could film it. So there's video footage of him with his future self. And they're touching each other. That's important to know. I'm the, the same, same tattoo. tattoo. Okay, he found some guy older than him who's also bald that has the same stupid tattoo. When people are bald, they all look the same. They really do. Like, I even reckon if you had a bald black guy and a bald white guy, I could still get them mixed up. Yeah. I think bald overtakes the color of their skin. <laughs> yeah, but you are very woke. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even see color. I just see lack of hair. That's right. The only prejudice I have is follicles. Then there's some scientist trying to explain it away. Could you imagine that? Like, you make up this really crappy story about going into the future by traveling under your sink. And you did this because you basically met a guy who looked kind of like you, but older. With the same tattoo. That's all it takes. And then you put it out there as just like a joke. And then you see this physicist, this guy who's actually got a career staking his reputation on this. <laughs> like, dude, maybe don't. Like, I'm fucking around. You have a real job. <laughs> <laughs> now, I look at this and go, if I was him, I'd be like, I just made it. Someone took my ridiculous story seriously. I love everything about this. All right. So what did you think of this page of time travel? Oh my gosh. Well, for what we stuck on it, I'd have to say it was pretty good. A little bit like you think it's going to be good and then it sort of falls apart as you actually, as with everything, titles are good, details suck. I'd rate this a sucking your own dick out of a possible wormhole. <laughs> Look, we've all tried to, but if you actually made it happen, you'd have instant regret. Like there's a lot of effort and a lot of like, I want to, I want to. Why did I do this again? I don't know. But it's out of a wormhole because that's, we can't even fathom. We can't even get there. This was fun. It was a lot of, a lot of good stuff stuff on there. I especially like the things about Vanilla Ice. Which was not on there at all. The closest we got is Rip Van Winkle. Yeah, hey, that's all it takes for me. So good on time travel for talking about Ice Ice Baby. It was a good time. I learned a lot, which turned out to be kind of disappointing though. What did you think, Ben? Well, I have no idea what I think at this page. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to think of my rating later and I'm going to send it back in time now. So as you can see that appeared now is that I rate this 40 out of 52. Okay, yeah, the handwriting's pretty bad there. I have no idea why I rate it this way, but in a couple of days, I'm gonna sort of think about this page and I'm gonna understand why I rated it that. In the meantime, we will make accusations and uh, come up with some theories of what that could possibly mean. Wait, are those lotto numbers? Yeah, I'll do it later. (laughs) (laughs) I got the numbers, I can't be bothered though. I mean, I love the time paradoxes. I love all the hypotheticals that come from time travel. I mean, when you're dealing with something that's in this level of fiction, where it just falls apart in the logic. Every time you try and do it, like even trying to figure out if you could pause time, would you even be able to move because the air would keep you stuck? And it's just all the fun things with that is time travel just leads down a path of so many things. And so, yeah, I do like it. And I guess the question we didn't answer though is, do you think time travel has or ever will be invented? I did sort of touch on this earlier. If it ever happens, we should know about it. Well, that's my theory as well. If if it's invented, it doesn't matter when it's invented, we'd probably know about it and we probably would have always known about it but then you could say well what about ghosts and aliens wouldn't time travel in the future explain why people see ghosts and aliens now did everyone get chills i just blew your minds didn't i all right well here's a way how we can figure out if time travel will be invented
invented in our lifetime and whether we will ever get the ability to time travel. Okay. You and I need to make a pact that if we get access to time travel, the first trip we will make is to right now when we're recording this podcast. All right. Well, there's the date. There's the time. So memorize that. That's where we're going to go to. All right. Put it for another five seconds from now. And go. Hi, Ben. I've come back from the future. <laughs> you want to help me out here, bro? Um, I think we should do the episode on time travel or something. Oh, you already did it? Damn it. Daylight savings. <laughs> I fucked up. I'm sorry. But you always knew I was unreliable. Don't worry. Future me will go back an hour or two in the past and get to you before now. You've sort of lost me. You mean past you? No, future me. Like is I'm that you, future you? Yeah, but my future me. Oh, okay. Now we're lost. All right. So I think we definitely proved that time travel doesn't exist. Okay. But yeah, just... Future Garth, a little warning. Watch out for cupcakes. I'm not saying anymore. I don't want to change the, the fabric of existence. Crap, I just poisoned a heap of cupcakes to give to Garth. How did you know that? <laughs> oh, great. Past Garth could have really used that. All right, we'll end the episode there. I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll catch up with... Oh, you can hear us next time. Yep, we'll see you in the future. Or past or present. It'll always be the present to you, but Alf... You know what? You'll hear us when you hear us. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> Email us at wikireviewpodcasts at gmail.com. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum, provided by our buddy DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. Humor, haha, uh-huh. dork. <coughs>